0: Hey there, this is AJ. I'm so glad you've joined us today on Faith for My Generation podcast. I want to remind you that our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. And our mission is to create a resource of teachings that build strong faith in God. You know, that really is my prayer, that as you hear this message today, that the power of God's Word, anointed by the Holy Spirit, will stir up your most holy faith in Him so that you can be a light and a witness and a testimony of the living God in this earth. I pray that this message will richly bless you and increase you in spirit, soul, and in body. Now, let's get to the message. Amen. Hey, 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 are you happy? You're full of the joy of the Lord. Amen. Turn with me to Daniel chapter 3. I was telling the praise team as we were leaving the stage, I said, We did it again. We did it again. We did it again. We sung ourselves happy. I haven't found any other way to live in Christ Jesus. Amen? I mean, if he has overcome the present evil of this age and world, what am I going to fear and worry about? I've got, it's like that big old bass fish that has the. That we bought, Angel and I bought for Dad years ago. He doesn't even fish. We just thought it was hilarious. The Bubba Bash, you hit the button, and it sings, don't worry, be happy. Man, I think I must have ran the batteries dead on that when we first got it. And Dad didn't change those batteries. But thankfully, I found some batteries later on, and Big Bubba Bass fish, sang one more time, don't worry, be happy. (laughs) Hallelujah. Only joy you can really have is in Christ Jesus. Anything else is an impersonator. But we've got Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and lift up his word and let's make our confession today. If you have your Bible, and I hope you do, let's go ahead and declare this today. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do, and I can have what it says I can have. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I boldly confess. My mind's alert. My heart's receptive, and I'll never be the same. I'm about to receive the indestructible the incorruptible, the ever-living seed, the word of God, and I'll never be the same, never, never, never. In Jesus' name, if that's you, shout amen to the heavens. Hallelujah. We're the body of Christ, and we've got victory. Amen. I'm going to do my best. I, I've got a fire in my belly, and I'm going to do my best to try and stay in the camera frames live stream team. But I feel like I could, you know, the Bible says you can run through a troop and leap over a wall, But I think after uh, right now, I feel I could run through the wall and leap over the troop. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Daniel chapter three, verse one. Daniel chapter three, verse one. Old Testament. Daniel chapter three, verse one. As you're turning there over my shoulder directly in front of you, you see a big four letter word. uh Oh, have a renewed mind when I say four letter word. Big four-letter word, bold, amen, bold, living, faithful in a fearful world. This world is consumed with fear, fear of, specifically what we're talking about today, fear of man, fear of man. But there's only one type of fear that we're allowed to have as born-again believers, the fear of the Lord. And that's an awe and a reverence. It's not, I'm afraid of God. He's a loving and kind, merciful Father. But we realize that in the same breath, He's a righteous and a holy God. He is the judge of all. And so we, we realize that. We take that with reverence. But in the same breath, the author of Hebrews tells us that we boldly enter into that throne room of grace in the time of need. And it literally translates, we can enter into the presence of the Father to get and receive timely, well-timed help. How many is thankful for well-timed help from God? And so I want us to look at this idea, this Bible doctrine, this understanding of Bible boldness and what it means to be bold in Christ Jesus. Daniel chapter 3, we're going to do a little bit of reading. But amen, I mean, what else are we going to do come here if it's not study the Word of God? Just don't get, don't, don't get weary on me, okay? We're going to do a couple verses here, but just just follow along with me. Daniel chapter 3, verse 1. Setting something up here. Chapter 1. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was 90 feet and width was 9 feet. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Verse 2. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together all these different types of of government officials, satraps, administrators, governors, counselors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, all the officials of the province to come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. At this point in time, you're probably familiar with what we're going to read in chapter three, but I want us to be much more than just familiar. Oh man, that's a great children's Bible story. I remember that from my youth, but this is a historical account of of real men having faith in a real God, and they had real deliverance from a real evil king. So when we approach the word today, let it be that, living words of God, that something actually took place, and we know this, God's no respecter of persons. If he would do for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he'll do it for you. All right, so King Nebuchadnezzar, we understand from the first two chapters, he was the king of Babylon. He ruled and reigned, the greatest empire In his day and age, there was no greater empire at that point in time than Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar, he was the king of it. He was the ruler of it. Now, we know in chapter one and two that he has some interchanges with Daniel, the namesake of the book, and Daniel's three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're Babylonian names. In chapter two, Nebuchadnezzar gets this interpretation of a dream. He has a dream. But he goes to his magicians, his chaldeans, his counselors, and he said, I have a dream, and I want you to tell me what it means. And they said, sure, we can do that, king. No problem. He said, here's the catch. I'm not going to tell you what the dream was. You've got to tell me what the dream was and what it means. And they said, we can't do that. No man on earth can do that. And they were right. No man on earth could do it. But God in heaven told Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego what the dream was and what it meant. Now I'm, I'm telling you this because from that he, King Nebuchadnezzar gets the big head. Someone say the big head. Maybe you, have you ever suffered from the big head ever? That little bit of pride sleep in, uh, you know, sneak in, and you think, man, I'm I'm pretty good. You know, I can walk and talk. I can do it. I got it all right. But what happens? Pride comes before the fall. Nebuchadnezzar he got the big head, and he decided, hey, I'm going to make an image of gold. And I'm going to make this image, and it's going to be a wonderful image, a great image. I'm going to put it out in this plane, and I'm going to get everybody to come bow down and worship it when the music plays. Man, doesn't that sound like a great idea? Well, to King Nebuchadnezzar it certainly did, didn't it? So this is where we're at. He builds this statue, and he commands, to begin with, every official in his kingdom. Now, the command ends up going to all of Babylon, but right here, In this place, you understand thousands and thousands of officials have gathered. Among those officials is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now look at verse 4 of Daniel 3. Then a herald, someone who announces things, cried aloud, To you it's commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, everybody. Verse 5 at the time that you hear the sound, and he lists all these instruments, and all kinds of music, the last half of verse 5, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall and worship shall be cast immediately, verse 6, into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Verse 7, so at that time, when all, someone say all, when all the people heard the music, they fell down and worshiped the gold image with king ne- which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Now, at that point, all these folks that are in the king, and the council of the king, and the governments of Babylon, they all fall down to the music, and they begin to worship. They begin to worship this idolatrous creation that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. They begin to bow and give reverence to a man. They begin to give glory and honor and devotion. Even if it was only because I don't want to die, they still did it. But three men did The Chaldeans, in verse 8 through 12, they, we see that. They get upset because they notice they're over there worshiping, doing their thing. And, you know, they must have peeked out, opened up their eyes. They looked over and they say, wait a minute. I see three men standing up, legs locked, not bowed at all, not even their head bowed, standing up, shoulders back, straight as a tree. Oh, it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's those Jewish folks. It's those folks who, yeah, they interpreted the dream many years ago, and they say that the God who they serve is the one true God. It's them. And what do these evil folks think? They think, now's our chance. Let's take them out. Verse 12. Then there were certain Jews. They go to Nebuchadnezzar and they tell Nebuchadnezzar, there are certain Jews whom you've set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. King Nebuchadnezzar, you've got men in your own government who won't obey your word. That You've set them in authority. They're in a place of recognition and power, and they're not obeying your word. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not noticed, pay due regard to you. They do not worship your gods or worship the gold image which you've set up. Nebuchadnezzar, verse 13, in rage and fury commanded Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Come here, boys. Let's talk about this. He brings them before him. Let's talk about it. I told you that when I play this music, what do you do? fall down in worship. When you come and you hear the music, the moment it plays, fall down in worship. This image that I've created. Now, to finish up where we are at this moment, verse 16 of this chapter. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful. We have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, If you're making us choose, we've already chosen. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. I like these boys. Verse 18, but if not, that sounds like something John Wayne would say, even if he doesn't. Even if he does, let it be known to you, O king. We do not, will not, never will serve your gods. Nor worship the gold image which you've set up. We believe. We don't have to stop and think about it, king. You don't need to give us a day's leave, day's vacation and come back and see if we want our job terminated. And in this case, our lives terminated. We don't need any time to think about it, Nebuchadnezzar. We don't need any time to stop and think about what we are going to say. We've already made this decision. In fact, O King, before you called us out here, we made the decision that we're going to serve our God. And it doesn't matter who or what the consequence is, our knee won't bow to any pagan idol or any spirit of Antichrist. How many won't bow today? No, really, how many won't bow today? I'm not bowing to any spirit of Antichrist that's in the earth today. I'm not bowing to the idolatrous image of political correctness, of social correctness. I'm not bowing down to the idolatrous image of sin. I'm not bowing down to the idolatrous, wicked uh, men and women in the earth. Who, you know, they want to say something like, We need to do everything we can to save lives, but let's keep the abortion clinics open. You lying devil. <laughs> Shut down the churches. We got to keep people safe. Leave the casinos and strip clubs open. Let you know who whoever's making the rules lets you know where they're going, doesn't it? You don't have to be very smart to know where they must be attending, because you know, if they were attending the churches, they would keep them open. Amen. I'm not bowing down. Well, that sure is bold. What other choice I've got? I'm not going to be fearful. Because the God whom I serve, he's able to deliver me. And if he, even if he won't. I'll offer up my life as a sacrifice. Let it be sweet in the nostrils of the living God when my life fall down to this ground and give up my spirit and I will return from where I've come. But I'm not bowing down to any idolatrous, wicked spirit of Antichrist. When will this church be shut down? When the rapture of the Lord Jesus comes. They can have it then. Now I want you to see this. These men, would we all agree they're bold? Very bold. I want you to see four things. What's Bible boldness? You've got to see this. Look at verse 17 again. And if that is the case, someone say, our God. If that's the case, our God, whom we serve. How can you stand bold in the day of adversity? The Bible says if your strength fate faints in the day of adversity, your strength wasn't enough. The Bible says that, that the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but it's the Lord that gives us victory. The Bible says be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. See, these boys here, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they weren't just having a casual relationship with God. They said, the, my God, my God whom I serve can deliver me. The first, if you will, we're going to make a cake of boldness. How many likes cakes? I like chocolate cake with every kind of candy you can figure and put into it. Every birthday, Laura gets me the same thing. I'm, I mean, I'm a a one-trick pony. Every birthday, what you want for your birthday, babe? The same thing. I want the chocolate cake with the chocolate icing with the Reese's Cups in it and on top of it. Glory. Hallelujah. You need that much of a slice to pass out in coma. I mean, you know, you know chocolate everywhere. We're going to make, and what this cake of boldness we're going to make, the first ingredient is right standing with God. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1. Proverbs 28, Verse 1, Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1. See, the only way you and I can stand as Ephesians 6, doing all to stand, stand therefore, is if we have a right standing with God. Romans 28, verse 1 says, The wicked flee. The wicked flee. The wicked turn tail and run. When no one pursues. Okay, there's something going on there. But the righteous are bold as a lion. There's something within the spirit of the wicked and the spirit of the righteous that's different. The wicked turn and run even when no one's chasing them because it's the inside of them. It's their spirit's not right with God. They have nobody chasing them, but they know they're not doing right. They're not living right. They're jumpy. It's like when you were riding today to church and you saw the speed limit that said 35 on the sign. But you're cruising at 42, 45, and you keep looking in your rearview mirror. Why? You're seeing if there's any blue lights behind you and if you can get away with it for just one more mile. The wicked flee when no one pursues. But the righteous, those that are in right standing with God, Have a holy boldness. A holy boldness. There's a lot to this, but I like to say it this way. Those that are righteous in God, they've got holy guts. They've got something that runs down the middle of their back. A lot of folks, they don't know that there's supposed to be something in the middle of your back. Keeps you straight. It's called a spine. Amen. We don't need spinelessness believers. Amen. We, we don't need closet Christians, covert operatives. Oh, wow. Like James Bond. I didn't even know you served Jesus. Wow, That's amazing. 22 years and I didn't realize you were a Jesus follower. Yeah, I like to keep it secret, actually. That's the exact opposite of what Jesus said. He said, you are the light of the world and I've set you not low down here for no one to see, but up on a hill I've given you who I am of me. You, I'm the light, now you're the light. And you're seated on a heel. Don't put a basket on top of you. Naomi was playing the other day, and it's amazing. Parents, how many know you can spend as much money as you want on toys? But if you give that child a box or Tupperware or a kitchen spoon, they love that more than the most expensive toy you've ever bought. Amen? And Naomi was sitting there with a Tupperware bowl on her head. She looked kind of like Bob the Builder with that thing flopping around. Don't be a buckethead. Don't be a baskethead. You're the light of the world. Don't cover it up. Because what's inside of you tells people there's a living God. And that's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were saying. They were saying, look, O king, we've got a higher authority that we bow to. And the higher authority is seated in a place called heaven. See, we're in this earth, but not birthed of it. I'm just passing through looking for a land and a home whose builder and founder is God. And in the meantime, while I'm passing through, He is the final authority on anything I do in my life. And that's why I can't bow, King. And see, but they had right standing with God. They knew this word. The book of Proverbs had already been penned. Think about it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they go into Babylonian captivity, they're probably 13 to 16 young men like Blake. Young man. Young. But within moments of being in Babylon, Daniel 1, 7, and 8, they decided we will not defile ourselves by offering, eating food that was offered to idols. Amen. Parents, grandparents, it matters what you tell your children concerning the things of God. Because they're going to be tested at 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. They're going to be off somewhere and you're not going to be there. And they're going to have to make the cho- choice. Do I eat the food offered to the pagan God or do I stand with my God? Do I make the decision to defile what God has said and do what God has said is wrong? Or will I stand with God? How many believe we're raising mighty children in Jesus Christ here? Amen. Amen, we're going to raise our children and grandchildren in the Lord. Because there's a time of testing. But they knew this. They knew that the righteous, those that have right standing with God, those that don't have anything in between them and God, they can be bold. Because when you've got right standing with God, you know the Lord will back you up. Think about it. If I'm in right standing with God, I'm doing. My will is His will. It's what I want. I want to do what the Lord would have me do. That's why it's so easy. You see in Psalms 34, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Psalms 37 as well. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Those that delight in the Lord. When I'm right with God, I want what he wants. I desire what he desires. And he'll back me up. Because I'm totally, completely devoted and committed to him. See, 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, for he, Jesus, has or for God has made Jesus to be sin for us. He became the sin sacrifice so that you and I, he who knew no sin became sin, so that you and I might become the righteousness of God. See, I can stand bold before God. Not because it's something I have done. But because I know the full power and faith of the blood of Jesus Christ is enough. And that what Jesus paid for on Calvary has washed me clean. Well, what if you mess up? What if you sin again? He can wash me again. He's faithful and just to cleanse me of all sin and unrighteousness when I repent. Lord, I knew the wrong. I did the wrong. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Clean. I've got right standing with God. Now I want you to see this. Let's look at, uh, if you haven't yet, make sure you have a marker at Daniel 3. Daniel 3, I want you to see this. This is very important. Daniel chapter 3, verse 16. And they said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful. We're not, we don't need to stop and think about it. We don't need a day or two to consult opinions of other people. We don't need the input from anyone else, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. You do realize that at this point, this fiery furnace, if you haven't ever read this story, I just gave away the, the end of it. Does everyone know there's a fiery furnace in this chapter? I don't want to be one of the people that give out the spoilers and you haven't read it before. I had a friend of mine saying that he was reading through the Bible and he's finishing up early. He said, I want to finish up Revelation. And I said, don't tell me what happens. I haven't got there yet. Don't spoil the end for me. You do realize this fiery furnace wasn't built after Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego decided to stand for God and against worshiping this idol. The fiery furnace was already there. We don't know exactly where, but we know this. It didn't say in three weeks later when they finally got to the fiery furnace. The fiery furnace probably was right there in the same plane where the idol was. They looked on what might be the end of their days and said to the king, I don't need to think about it. I'm going to fear no one but God. This second ingredient, to boldness, holy Bible boldness, you cannot fear man and God. You can't fear God and man. You have to either fear God or fear man. But you can't serve two masters. The Bible says in John 12, 42, let me read this to you. You stay in Daniel 3. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, also many believed on Jesus. Jesus. But because of the Pharisees, they didn't confess Him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. John 12, 43. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. We have in this New Testament excerpt here, Jesus, He's preaching. And there's chief rulers. And many of them believe on Him. Sounds like today. Many here and think, that's pretty good. You know what? That's right. You know what? He is, he is Lord. Yeah, that is. In their, in their hearts, in their minds, they were believing on Jesus. But because they were afraid of those around them, they wouldn't say it out loud. Romans 10, if you believe in your heart that Jesus is the risen Son of God and confess with your mouth that He is Lord, you shall be saved. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth will speak. What consumes your insides will flow out of your mouth. And these men right here, that's Jesus. I think he really is the son of God. But I ain't going to tell nobody. They may kick me out of this country club religious organization. And after all, I am a chief ruler, which means I get to sit at the very front of the table. And I sure would hate to go to dinner and have to sit on the far end. Can't nobody hear. What Nicodemus and Zacharias are saying when you're sitting on the far end. They won't talk loud enough. No, I think I'll just keep this whole Jesus business to myself. You can't fear man. You can't fear man and serve God. Jesus put it this way If anyone will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever shall save his life will lose it. But whoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what will it profit you if you can get a hold and ownership of this entire world but lose your soul to an eternal place called hell? And that's where these men were. Apart from Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, we see they did declare. They were chief rulers and they did declare. But the rest of them, they refused to say what they really believed. John 5.44 says, how can you believe which receives honor one of another and seeks not the honor that comes from God alone? Look, I'm just like you. I like having friends. I love people. I love people. I don't want to be hated or despised. But if I've said it before, and I just mean it this boldly. If it comes right down to me serving God and offending the whole world, take a ticket and get in line. Because I will not offend God. Well, I don't like the way that sounds. Well, you know, a lot of things have changed since then. Well, you know, I know someone who they have written a commentary on this. And they say, really, that, I don't need any opinions of man. It's written. And this is what I'm standing with is the word of God. I'm not going to fear man. Yeah, but he's built a big fiery furnace. Heat it on up, baby. I'm not afraid of the furnace. Yeah, but what if they cancel you? You can't cancel Jesus. You can't cancel me. Because Jesus is in me. You can't cancel you because Jesus is in you. Social media ain't even real life anyways. YouTube's all fake. You know how many times we edit videos? I can make myself a completely different skin color if I wanted to. You would think, wow, I knew AJ had some rhythm, man, but I didn't know he was a brother. I mean, if I wanted to edit it, I could. It ain't real. But I tell you what's real, heaven and hell. I tell you what's real, the power of God moving on the behalf of a man or a woman who will dig their feet in and say the world can move all they want, but I won't be moved from the truth of the gospel. Amen. Well, that's a little strong, isn't it? Yeah. My God is the strength of the universe. What do you expect me to be? Bend over backwards? Yeah. Yeah. You know, people, it's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Did I say it's crazy? There's people. There's people. Who will say, I don't believe in that confession stuff. But then they'll say, you know, if a boy says he's a girl, he's a girl. (laughs) Is that not confession? Just of evil, wickedness. Amen. 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 They can make 900 genders. There's still only two. It doesn't mean I don't love those people. I love you. I love anyone bound in sin. So much that I would give my life to tell them the truth. What do you do when the bridge is out? You jump out of the car and scream, the bridge is out. Don't keep driving. Yeah, but what if someone gets upset? They're going to be real upset inhabiting hell. Why didn't you tell me? Well, you know, I didn't want to offend you. I'd rather be offended for a moment and live forever. You can't fear man. Hebrews 13 6 says so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Jesus said in this life there'll be persecutions. He didn't say sickness. I'm going to beat you down with sickness and disease, lack and poverty, anxieties and depressions. Jesus has overcome the world. What he said is there'll be persecution. There may be some people. That push back on the truth of the gospel. There may be some people. That if God see fit. Will lay their life for the gospel. After all. The, the foundation of the church. Is watered by the blood of martyrs. But far better to die for Christ. Than to live for this world. For this much time of eternity. And be lost forever. All because. I don't want them to think differently of me. No, I want you, not you particularly, but the people, I want them to think different. Think different like us. Think on life. Think on truth. Now, notice this. uh, Daniel chapter 3, verse 18. They say this. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods. Nor will we worship the gold image which you've set up. If you want to be bold and live with Bible boldness, you must live by the word of God. When I was reading this, I saw that and the Lord impressed in my spirit. Wait a minute. Why are they so firm in what they're saying? Even if not, let it be known to you, king, We're not going to serve you. We're not going to worship you. We won't bow down. Immediately in my spirit, I felt impressed to turn to the Ten Commandments. Exodus 23. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall make no graven image or anything in the likeness of it that's in heaven, earth, Or in the water underneath. You shall not bow yourself down to them. Nor serve them. For I the Lord your God. And I'm a jealous God. And I visit the iniquity of the fathers upon the children. To the third and fourth of them that hate me. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me. And keep my commandments. These three Hebrew men. They knew the law of God. They knew that God had said. Don't bow. And for them, settled. Amen. They didn't want to have an argument with God. Who you think is going to win anyway? <laughs> he who never changes. We who change <laughs> over and over. For the better, amen. amen. They knew God had said, don't bow your knee. Don't bow your knee to the idol. And I will show mercy to those that keep my commandments. You know what else? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew. They knew Isaiah 43, verse 2. And when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow on you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon you. They knew the words of the prophet Isaiah. He'd already spoken it before they go into exile. They knew the word of God. You can't stand boldly for God if you don't know his word. He is his word. He confirms his word. He doesn't confirm opinions, emotions, or suggestions. Mark 16, he went about confirming his word. He has lifted his word above his name. Because he fulfills what he has said he will do. Now the last thing I want you to see is this. Daniel 3.17. If that is the case. Our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. From the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand. O king. If you want to live boldly. You must live. In the power of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, ask now even in the time of rain for rain. Now is the time of the moving of the Holy Ghost on the earth. And he empowers and equips and gifts and ministers through people. And these men realized. It's not something that I can do. I'm not going to put on a fire retardant suit and slip in and then maybe can withstand it for a few minutes. I will be delivered. However, it doesn't matter. I know this. Even if we go in the fire, God said I can walk through it and the flame won't kindle itself on me. The flame won't burn in on me. Now, as we close, I want you to see this. Verse 19, Nebuchadnezzar, full of fury, and the expression on his face, he changed. Literally, his face contorted with evil and wickedness towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Don't raise your hand, but maybe you've experienced that before. You've been around someone, and you just saw the wickedness come on them. They were so bound. Oh, God, the anointing on you made them so vexed. He spoke and commanded that, heat up that furnace seven times. More than it usually is. I don't care. It already could kill. Look, let me tell you something. When someone that has the spirit of Antichrist and the spirit of the devil moving in them, you understand it's not flesh and blood we're warring against. But it's principalities and spirits that dominate and oppress and possess the minds of men and cause them and use them like a puppet. And so when they say, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to doubly do it. All they're doing is giving a greater opportunity for God's glory to be manifested. Nebuchadnezzar said, I'm not just going to burn you. I'm going to burn you times seven. And God said, even better, because then no one can say the fire wasn't hot enough. Verse 20, he commanded the mightiest men of the valor who were his army to tie up these three men and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. And these men were bound in their clothes, their three piece suit, their floor shines, their rope. No, I'm just kidding. Their trousers and turbans and their garments, and were cast into the midst of the fiery burning furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was so urgent, those that threw them in, the mightiest men in the army, died on the spot. What will take other people out won't take you out. Because he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. And if it can't take Jesus out, it's not taking me out. Because less of me, more of him, Christ, move me forward. These three men, they fell down in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. That's it. We got them. We got them, Neb. They're over. You'll never have to see them stand again. Mm. King Nebuchadnezzar, verse 24, was astonished. He rose in haste. He said, didn't we throw... Three men into the fire. Someone say fourth man. Didn't we throw three men into the fire? We sure did, king. We can count really well. We're the wisest out of all of Babylon, and we can count the three fingers on each hand. We're the smartest, king. Look, I see four men loosed. The fight to kill the people of God actually became the man who was healed and say, how would you get healed? So much so they call in his mom and dad. And mom and dad said, look, he's a grown man. He's about 40 years old. You ask him. And he said, look, I don't know anything, any other details. All I know is this, that the man named Jesus, that's the name they use. And I'm running, jumping, shouting, and I couldn't before. And the Pharisees come to Peter and John and say, look here. We killed this Jesus. They didn't kill him. He laid down his life. And he's risen and seated at the right hand of the Father even now. And they say, look. We don't want you preaching in this name of Jesus. Think about it. Preaching the name of Jesus, the lame jump up and are healed. We don't want you doing it. Sounds like the work of the devil to me. We don't want you freeing people. We don't want you getting people set free from the bondage of sin. Peter and John say, you can do whatever you want. Do anything you want to us. But if you're making us choose between you and Jesus, we'll keep preaching this Jesus. And they go back. What did they do? They went on Twitter and Facebook and griped and complained and asked, hell, and it's my responsibility. Apart from taking it that serious, apart from taking the fact that, look, they have to have a witness because the Bible says unless they tell someone about Jesus, how can they hear? Unless we take it that serious, then we can do any other natural thing we want to when it's all said and done, nothing changes. In fact, it just gets worse, worse, worse. People talk about evolution. Sin de-evolves. Sin makes people get worse, worse, and worse. But what is on the inside of you and what has changed you into the image of God, bearing the name of Jesus, filled with His Spirit, will do the same for anyone that might believe. But all we need and must have is boldness In God. Stand with me as we go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you this day. Miss Miss Helen, could you come forth and play something on the piano? We come before you, Father God, and we thank you for this day that you've given us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, you're the living God. We thank you, Father God, with every eye closed, every head bowed, reverence before the living God. Begin to open your heart and just pray to the Lord. We thank you, Lord God, that you're kind and merciful. You're good and holy and righteous, Lord. And we sanctify your name, Lord. We declare that you are the living God. You are the true God. You're the worthy God of all praise and all honor. None are higher than you. None compare to you, Lord. Go ahead and begin to pray, church. It's too silent in here. Go ahead and lift up your spirit before the Lord and reach out in faith. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for your holy word that set us free. And we thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit that moves on us even now. Lord, what we have need of is not more faith. You've given everybody faith. You've given every person a measure of faith to believe. We don't need more faith. We don't need more words. You've given us all your word. It's written. It's finished. It's complete. It's been birthed in the earth. What we need, Father, is boldness by the power of the Holy Ghost. What we need, Lord, is boldness by the power of the Holy Ghost that the fear of man would be burned out of our hearts by the all-consuming fire of the Holy Ghost. Even now, Lord, touch us afresh by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Send the rain of bold thinking, bold talking, bold declaring, and bold preaching in Jesus' name. If you're here today... And you think, you know what, A.J., I would like to be bold, but, but honestly, I'm not right with God. The first thing that has to get done is you've got to get right with God. With every eye closed, every head bowed, if you're here in this place or you're watching me on the stream, if you're not right with God, you know it. Make things right with God. Don't wait another second. If you say, you know what, A.J., I want to be made right with God. I want to get right before the Lord. Would you just lift up your hand so I can pray with you if you're in the house today. If you're on the stream, wherever you're at, lift up your hand in your home, wherever you're watching. We're going to make things right with God. We're going to make things right with God. The whole church, we're going to pray this together as a family, as families do. Pray this with me, church. Say, Father, I thank you for the shed blood of the sinless Christ, my Lord Jesus. He cleansed me because he paid my debt and my debt is paid in full so now i am the righteousness of god in christ jesus in jesus name shout amen one more prayer pray this prayer with me say father even now fill me to overflowing with the boldness of the holy ghost so that I'll speak, so that I'll think, so that I'll act according to your word. No fear of man is allowed in my heart, in my marriage, in my family, my children, my home. We live for God. For me and my house, we will stand with the living God who is able to deliver us from all the fires of the wicked, and the fire of the wicked have no power over us. If you believe that, I want you to say amen and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Praise the Lord.